Paul Shosh on stage. Why would the yeah, intro be different? Yeah, different? yeah, you know, Paul on that Shosh. note, Jeff, start the music. <laughs> ah, I'll do my stage intro voice. Welcome to Everyone Racers, a podcast designed for the world of low-dollar racing and oddball car culture. Whatever kind of La Champ or Track Dog you run, SCCA or NASA, we won't discriminate. We even think you drillo, Drifto Hella Flush guys are right. Can't speak in this voice. <laughs> as long as you drive it hard and built it yourself. Join us each week for tech discussions, tips, tricks, news and notes in the world of low buck racing. And if you can handle it, Chrissy will give you just the tip. Everyone report to the paddock. This is Chris. This is Chrissy. I'm Jeff. And I'm Mental. And we are Everyone Racers. Folks, want to thank you for coming back to another Liddy episode of our podcast. This is episode tw- or 33. What you working on? Wait, wait, wait. What does Liddy stand for? Yeah, what Tell is us, that? Because I know you did, a whole, you did a whole diatribe lit. on it. <laughs> it means lit to a more dope level. Lit to a, yes. So I just want That's... to mention because you, you spelled it with T's in the show notes, not with D's. Yeah, lit T, L-I-T. So you got to be lit for the I-G, yo, lit for the gram. So, <laughs> here's what I've been working on so because lit. thank you, Chris. I'm done with this. <laughs> I helped Chrissy with her <laughs> event on Saturday. Basically, I got to ride around a scooter and be hospitality to a bunch of groups who were volunteering. So, hey, there's a lot worse things to do on a Saturday morning than that. It was a beautiful day, and I, we have a fun scooter. Uh, Yamaha C3 is an amazing machine. And then later on in the weekend, we swapped the summer tires onto Chrissy's Mazda, and I found that. Two of the three exhaust hangers on her all-original 214,000-mile exhaust had rusted away. So <laughs> so that was what that clunk was in the back. So it's, exactly. so it's hanging by the header, basically? Well, no, yeah. there, there's one by the back by the cat that was still there. But um, anything after that was just the rust. The, the hanger metal itself had deteriorated. The exhaust tubing was fine. The rubber hanger was fine. Where the rubber hanger mounts the unibody was fine. Just that thick piece of metal in between. So I pulled those off, put them on the grinder, cleaned them up, got another grinding stone under the car, and just welded them back on. It'll probably be fine for the rest of the life of the car. So, yeah, it's... Chrissy posted a great picture of you hauling a tire out of a creek. And I yeah. made the joke that then you noticed it was a 400 treadwear and you threw it back. Wait, where did, where did I see? I post that? So, on... You only post on one social media. You're like my grandma. Oh, well, that was my job at the, on the weekend. So there's <laughs> So then later after that, uh, we did a steak and lube, is what we call it, for when Chrissy's parents came over with their Mazda 5. We got the summer tires put on, an oil change, and installed the trailer hitch for the bike rack that we got them for Christmas. Also ordered lots of stuff for our upcoming work weekend and continuing to plan for this coming work weekend. So that's that. You call it steak and lube because there's a whole chain of places called Quaker Steak, and that's their Quaker Steak and Lube. It's I've a heard uh, that. But we actually did Burger, make steak. steak. Beer joint. Yeah, we actually did make dinner. <laughs> actually made steak and did an oil change, so it really actually is steak and lube. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> they should totally sponsor us. Yeah, why not? Mental, what have you been up to? Mental, what'd you do? So I got the mass airflow replaced in Project Tank Cat. Now I'm off to the evaporator system. I ordered the parts today. Uh, oddly enough, so I keep going on to our friends over at Rock Auto, and they have nothing for Porsches. And I have discovered Parts Geek has been quite helpful. So Parts Geek is all over it. Their prices are really solid, and their shipping's fast. It's not free, but it's quick. Uh, and 
of course, I've got extreme experience this weekend, Joe, at Atlanta Motorsports Park. Come on out and see me. All there right. you go. Cool. See the hair in existence. Chrissy, what do you got? <laughs> oh, what? You're next. Oh, I'll go next. All right. So uh, uh, this weekend, we had a last weekend of lots of work at my work, jobby work. Uh, but again, don't cry for me, Argentina. I got to host uh, All-American Rejects at a concert on our campus. I worked the front door. I kicked out the drunks. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, I only had to forcibly kick out one. The rest were smoothed out by my mellow voice and uh, silver tongue. <laughs> uh, so wow. uh, Saturday, uh, you know, when actually my, my – you all right there? Uh, so Saturday, I had to clean out my grandmother's house. Uh, finally, we have a box. Uh, my grandmother is living in a home, so we've been trying very hard to get someone to buy our house, which was like, uh, uh, it, it was the garage where I like actually learned how to wrench in my entire life. So shed a little tear, but got most of the crap out. A um, lot of recycling, a lot of metal recyclers, all that going on. Your grandfather so, had a lot uh, of stuff packed in that garage. He did he was and in it was there. a little garage too it was you know that's uh, how we're all gonna end up right yeah and it was it was amazing the amount of stuff we got out of there just it was like garages. i took all the stuff i wanted then another cousin came and took all the stuff they wanted and the third cousin my brother got all the stuff he wanted which wasn't much because he doesn't have a garage um oh, and then it was like need a garage. yeah no and then it was like we don't care. Just let the scrapper take it all. And so it was kind of a uh, kind of interesting. But anyway, I also fixed my lawnmower, mowed my lawn, and Ooh. took the tow pig to a professional wrench to try and fix the spring hangers. A so there it is. Tow pig wrangler. Yes. So it, did they know that they for be a, done soon? It's been there for a week. I, is it gonna like? What's no, no. It went on? in on went in on Monday. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Let's see. You're up. Yeah, so uh, before Saturday, I had a lot of prep for this event. Uh, it was called Beautify Birthboro. We had uh, 19 groups join uh, all over the town, and they cleaned up, and we got rid of 62 bags of trash and uh, 65 b- bags of brush, which is awesome. Uh, Saturday was a f- day full of sun and productivity, and I was in, uh, we we're in four different local papers, so telling everybody about how awesome we are, and that's great. How many people are in Birdsboro? Um, so a lot of, uh, not that many, um, th- we had 147, uh, Wikipedia. Yeah. Right. So I asked because I mean, it's, it's a quaint little Philadelphia town. I'm impressed. You got 19 groups out of a population that small and 147 people. That says a lot. As so of the 2010 all... census, there was Burbsboro borough had a population of 5,163. Hmm. That's not a lot. No, and definitely not oh, a, all of these people were not from Birdsboro. So there's people then in the outskirts that came because their group meets there. Um, and so, and as Chris said, on Sunday, we sat, celebrated my dad's birthday uh, with Surf and Turf. And so that was fun. And then now we're getting back to normal, which is awesome. So that's all I'm working on. All cool. right. News cool, and cool. notes time. We have news a lot of notes. racing recap this weekend. We Mental, do. you started up. We're going to have a lot of racing recap, folks. So if you want to let us know how you feel about that, throw some uh, information, email us, uh, or throw it on the Facebook or one of the other social medias. But this weekend, the WRL World Racing League Texas Fandango at Mercedes Sugarland Ranch, a.k.a. the Great Big Flat Racetrack that doesn't drain very well. 
<clears throat> so in GP1, you had the zip tie racing folks. They uh, really did a great job, but they could not hold it down on Sunday. They ended up losing to the K3S Motorsports, who ended up taking uh, second overall because they had a 16th finish on Saturday. The Clown Shoe guys took second overall. Uh, they took the win on Sunday. Also, split five ways, and Tomac were class winners. Team... Uh, RSE Racing actually managed to take the class win on both days. That was really impressive. The aptly numbered and named number 43 of Team 43 also took a class win. How original. Win. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. But, I was like, why does he have 43 written on both sides of this? <laughs> so in GP3, our friend Todd Carver in the Rocksteady Racing Team, now they had a 132 laps, and they got him 27th overall. They were the last teams that finished Sunday. Now they had 14th overall Saturday, uh, which put him 6th in the class. So I talked to Todd, and apparently they munched another transmission, which literally that car has been built for reliability and the only thing that has ever sidelined that car both times has been a transmission failure but he also mentioned that their their fuel stops are really slow and they're losing two to three laps with every fuel stop and if they can get those gut ba- uh trim back down which is where he's going to focus his engineering efforts they'll be back in the hunt because they've they've taken an overall and they've taken a, a first and second in class before as well that is a multiple trophy winning team uh what kind of car are they running it's a Miata. It's a second gen Miata. Uh, just, yeah, fuel fuel levels are tough on a Miata. It is, and it's it's and it, yeah, getting it in there quick. And he just overbuilt that car. It is an anvil of a vehicle. So I was surprised to see that low finish. That's why I got a hold of him. Now over in Charlotte, they ran the Roval with the Champ Car Racing Radios fourteen hours straight. Now in the outside or the what they call the exception class is you know basically the illegal class. You had the uh, Total Motorsports Mitsubishi's the one that painted up like Cleveland helmets. Number one hundred eight did three hundred ninety laps. Its sister car did two and brought out the first Porsche <laughs> of the entire event. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> sad <laughs> trombone. Chris, can, can we get a DSM? No. <laughs> Chris, can we get a DSM? No. Chris, Chris, can we get a DSM? I know I can make it make horsepower. No. Yeah, you know how you make it make horsepower? You put a uh, Nissan uh, engine in it. So, or um, a, a Honda one if you want it to last. Ooh, there you go. little ZBC swap there. Um, now, the RVA Graphics, who actually sponsors one of the races in the series, their E30 got overall. But uh, what was neat about this is our old Lemons buddies, the Schumacher Taxi Service, also run a BMW and Champ car. They got 13th overall because in the last 30 minutes of the race, excessive pressure caused their dipstick to dislodge. That actually happened. They got great case pressure that launched their dipstick. They oiled down the track a little bit, and they had to pull it in. And our friends Darren and the old Squirtin' Coronas, they finished 21 and 20, or 20 and 21 in both of the Mercedes. The 300 got in the lead, and then that 320 was 21st. Simon Says and the uh, Munich Speed and Engineering both took class wins as well. Do we know what happened to Darren? Or is it wasn't Darren? It was, was Darren. It- yeah, no, I talked to him and said he, they, you know, they had a couple of things. and uh, that, I was just wondering what kind of things, like that, crashy that. things or black flaggy things or... I, you know, I, I texted him and I didn't... I don't think he listens to the show anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> and and well, by the yeah, way, it's, a, say, it's an SLK... Say, nobody two, has a beard. It's an SLK 230? Not a, uh, not, uh, or 230? It's an SLK 230. Right. I'm sorry. I did. Four-cylinder I mispronounced that. I knew what I was talking about. It's okay. 
So it's the first one we've seen now, yeah. Capcan Racing. So it's interesting to see how it's not doing well, even with a pro Mercedes mechanic <laughs> team owner. So <laughs> exactly. Taking, Another went way. The the Sport and Corunders are taking that uh, the infamous uh, toe strap crushing uh, SC four hundred to CNP this weekend. So Darren's going to be down there doing that one. Excellent. Yeah, if they can get that running, that that uh. No, it'll never get it running. Let's talk about <laughs> AR at the Glen. AR at the Glen. We talked about our friends in Big Red, the giant BMW that scares everyone. Uh, they DNF'd on Saturday. Those of you who don't pay attention, uh, AR runs two different races, Saturday and Sunday. They ended up seventh in uh, Class 2. Nonamakers showed up in pro racing style. They had three, three, count three Caymans. One of them came in 11th. One of them came in 49th. And one of them DNF'd. So guess where they stacked all the good races? <laughs> oh, no, no. One of them won. Uh, 49, oh, oh, 49 was the, yeah, number 49 was the 11th. Oh, and then, yeah, first. The, yes. Oh, oh, finished first for the weekend. Uh, Sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm misreading my notes here. Thank you for correcting me. Yeah. So, yeah, all the good people in one car, and that's what happens. Uh, they are uh, pretty identically prepared IMSA Caymans, if I am, oh, am yes. correct. I don't know if they they're... Are, they are brutal on track, but, too. But they're identically prepared, right? Because I know in IMSA, oh, yeah. no. you can prepare them to different classes. So, But anyway, FCP Euro, their Mercedes C300 finished second on one day and uh, first on the other day. So they ended up uh, overall class three, baller race team in their CRX, DNF'd twice. Yeah, Chris, you can't get a DSM. Because, you know... <laughs> Uh, Cardinal Racing has an E36. They had some DNF problems. Ended up fourth for the weekend. Our good friends Keystone Cops and the Volvo 240 ended up 10th and for the weekend in Class 1. And Team 300, Easy Riders. Um, this is Dave Mills, our good friend, Lemons Racer. Actually went to Cub Scouts with little Dave. They ended up fourth on 14th on Saturday, but second on Sunday ended up third overall for the weekend uh we contacted him and this is what he said basically he wanted to talk about his p2 and his p3 because he wanted to self-promote but we're not going to let that short little munchkin self-promote they basically said he was going up and down uh they were up they were down they were up they were down their last guy came in and closed the door on the last turn and held up held off the car which was running typically four seconds faster per lap they ended up P2 with a three-second win over P3. Yep. So wow. Point three seconds. Point three point seconds. Three. Point three seconds. Point three seconds. Sorry. Yeah, that is a blink. That is yeah. literally on the bumper. So they said it was a uh, – Dave said it was a lot of carnage. Uh, intimidation was very tough on the track. Uh, it's a track that not a lot of, I think, the Lemons guys ever run because no. – uh, AER's kind of got it locked up there, and I don't even think Champ goes there anymore. They used Lemons, to. Lemons uh, no, won't Champ, go. Champ does. Champ Lemons won't go for safety reasons. Oh, really? Yeah. It's an intimidating track. It is. They you just know, don't so think there's... us ham-fisted idiots can run the Glen, I guess. They, well, so, they, uh, they know their, that. Their insurance guy doesn't. Right. <laughs> So there was a GT Mustang which lost P1, having never been lapped the entire first day, and it ran out of gas. There's a sad trombone for you. That trombone there, right? Who is there there doing their gas estimates? Yeah, Yeah. it happens, especially when you're running a big V8. Well, here's some happy news. Honda 
who I just placed a very large order with Honda Performance Development yesterday and today. They are doing a very nice thing with all that money I just gave them, and they are teaching young people to drive a manual transmission. This is God's work. They brought out not only a new Civic and a Civic Si and a Type R even, but they brought out a CVCC 70s Civic. They brought out a, a Prelude Type SH. They brought out an S2000 CR and a, a, like a 99 Civic Si. They brought out some fun old stuff. And they wow, taught, an S2000 CR. That's pretty hot. Yeah, and they, they taught 53 young people how to drive a manual transmission in California. So kudos to now, you. Now, are they all going to forget about it when they go back to their, they get in their manual or their automatics to drive home? Probably, no. but at least they once you once. teach him, well, once you teach him, it lit the fire. You get back in your automatic, you go. This oh, is no sure. fun. And now that they can't practice anything because they can't buy them. Well, now they're going to go buy a manual <laughs> Honda. So. Yeah, I, I was going to say, you know, I'm a, I'm a Mazda guy over Honda every day of the week. I read this article, and the guy, the Honda tech guy who put it together, one engineer guy, I don't know who he was. He basically said, "This is why we keep offering manuals across the line." And I looked at the list of cars, and I couldn't believe it. There were like CRVs and you know little Utes, and er- they they said the manual and wall. So <laughs> little Utes. You know, little Utes like the my son. Utes, the two Utes. Hey, he's from New Jersey. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of New Jersey, uh, this was interesting. You know, I was at the New York Auto Show recently, and I was like, kind of just walking around, going, uh, 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 "What's all the Rice Boys in the Rice Boy section?" Wait, what, what were you and doing? And there's a. I was going. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you do that like the whole time, or is that just like down when you no, go no, to no, like, this from is, one this to is the after- other? After I was done looking at all the new cars, I walked around like the tuner section. Sure. Oh yeah. Of the New York Auto Show, and I, I like look over and I'm like, Skip Barber, huh? They're closed. So I literally went over. There was a, a booth full of people, and Skip Barber is back up and operational on the Northeast Coast. Uh, I immediately walked in and said, "Who the hell are you?" Um, <laughs> we all we all knew it was closed. So uh, basically, I'll give you the short. Uh, this racing school from the East Coast, DeMonte Motorsports, which has been around for a while, pretty successful, acquired the naming rights and the curriculum from the former com- from former company and has a whole series of events and schools planned at NGMP and at Lime Rock. Uh, they have a fleet of track-prepared Mustangs and... They're running the identical curriculum as Skip Barber. Uh, they have uh, a blessing from the man himself, and they're they're, they're going to continue waving the flag. Well, cool. Skip Barber sold that years ago. Long like there was the he had an article out there that said Skip Barber is not actually broke. I'm Skip Barber. I still have money. The school is broke. Yeah, yeah. So they bought the the intellectual property, the website, and everything. Skipbarber.com. Yeah. Oh, good. Go check it out, and they are going to keep waving that flag, and they made sure that they actually talked to Skip himself, and uh, they've been blessed by everybody. Hey, I, I enjoyed the two Skip Barber courses I took back in the day. I did the the, Do- the old Dodge two-day driving school. That was fun. And then the three-day racing school in the Formula cars. It was a good time. I learned a lot. Yeah. I asked them if they uh, had any of the Skip Barber schools, uh, school cars because we know they had all those Formula cars. But uh, he, he mentioned that, uh, um, oh, my gosh, the guy in Arizona oh, no, they, got them they, all. They, no, they sold them all. They sold them all down here in Atlanta. I, he, yeah. all, like, it's even a guy in the GRM board that bought one and a bunch of random parts, and he's trying to piece it back together and figure it out. <laughs> That's an interesting story. I wonder if they'll expand to any more tracks. 
I, I don't know. Uh, DeMonte Motorsports pretty much just ran on the East Coast. They stayed mm-hmm. in Connecticut, New York, and New Jersey. They have some sort of deal where they will like fly you in a helicopter from Manhattan to New Jersey Motorsports. They they do that. They're doing uh-huh. Yeah, they're, they're doing that. That was like a big deal for them. They had uh, struck up a pretty good deal with the helicopter company. Mm-hmm. So they are working on the Manhattan crowd and staying as close to Manhattan as possible. I did know this. You know who never gets marketed helicopter rides? Lemons people. (laughs) I totally thought you were going to say Chrissy's mom never gets (laughs) marketed. Me too. I was like, wow, okay. Hi, Chrissy's mom. We'll get that out of the way now. Any helicopter pilot would would be honored to have Chrissy's mom in the chopper. (laughs) And so you're not allowed to say good things about a helicopter. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not. Helicopters don't actually fly. They're so ugly, the earth repels them. Speaking right. of repelling things, Lemons New Zealand, big controversy on their website. They actually suggested adding, wait for it, somebody hold oh, Chrissy down. No. Grid girls. Come Grid on. girls. Lemons Come New on. Zealand, you're a fool. You suck. <laughs> Immediately there was a meltdown in all of their social media. They all browbeat them into submission. Oh, there are no grid girls in Lemons New Zealand. It was merely suggested by the company and everyone laughed at them. Come on. Way to go, Kiwis. Good on you. You like who thought now that they, was a good well, idea? Now they need to have grid boys for the for a theme with the next race, like Hella Shitty did at Sonoma. They had these Sonoma race grid boys. So yeah, we do that. Absolutely. If we okay. didn't have such an awesome theme, we could do it in New Jersey, but our theme is our, th- our theme is taken, taken, taken. Yes. All right. So this weekend is CMP. Uh, we've got some. We're all missing it. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 we are. We're, we've got a race car to build. So it's apparently the lowest uh, and... turnout CMP ever this week. Oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. it looked pretty low. I mean, uh, yeah, a couple of the highlights are uh, lo- uh, lo- uh, excuse me, Knox Vegas low ballers. I look like they only had one coming. I think. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's. I think um, yeah, Idle Clatter yeah, also corn. only one. Yeah, the, when I was in New World, uh, Nola, one of the guys on Tetanus is one of the uh, primary guys for Knox Vegas, and he says oh, really? he can't get any of them to work on the cars. None of them will come to his shop. Shame. <laughs> um, so it looks like, and as we said earlier, Squirt and Coronas, uh, Darren and John will be back with the Lexus. Uh, Terminally Confused are our BFFs, Curtin Craigers, who are the best and awesomest. Uh, they'll be back with their Terminally Confused. Team Sputnik will be back with 30% more roof on their Sentra. Hopefully uh, they make it there. And uh, one highlight that I was not familiar with, they are going to have an 82 Starlet called Castroil is the team name. <laughs> wow, an eighty-two Starlet. That yeah. I, I know not. I know none of you have really hung out in the import drag world, but that is a extremely popular drag yeah. car Rear with a rotary. Drive, yeah. yeah, yeah. Put a rotary in it, and you or, know, turn uh, nines four, all day. Four GAE or whatever the that you know. four G six. Uh, if it's yeah, if it's a uh, if no, nobody wants to crank lock. Oh, but the uh, uh, the Toyota Twin Cam, um, I imagine that is a really solid Class C car because it's going to get good uh, gas mileage. Yeah. It's going to be reliable, and well, it's going to be has, slow. If it has anything <laughs> close to a stock motor, it makes about 68 horsepower, so it's going to be... Going to be a challenge. Win, win, these long yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so everyone listening to the to the podcast, take your fingers and put them about an inch apart and look at them. That's how big a Toyota Starlet is. 
These are little, <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? Facts. If you don't yeah. know what a starlet is, don't bother Googling. Just know it's like, it's like a, like a, like an 86 Hyundai XL, except three quarters the size. And somebody washed in hot water. And exactly. rear wheel drive. Rear wheel drive. And rear wheel drive. Absolutely. Is and that was your four drive car. That was the only thing that was interesting on this list. I mean, obviously, our friends and, and other cars that are notable. But uh, for the most part, this looked it's a short list. But I guess if there was a short list because there's not that many people in it, then that's a shame. Mm-hmm. It's probably because they go back there twice a year. And uh, people are. And how many times did CMP hit our not our favorite list? Right. And it overlaps. Yeah. <laughs> It overlaps Probably. with Jersey this, too. This is the parade yeah. one too. That's the shame. Is this no, 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 false no, no. Oh, What's never mind. No. Parade one, which is yeah. why they have even lower. Um, so yeah. Oh, and K- uh, Kirk, Kurt and Craigers are having a big barbecue as they usually do. So if you're headed mm. there, make sure you hit them up. Get sure. some pork. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. So, speaking of race, yes, do that. So speaking of racetracks, exper- extreme experience puts you in the driver's seat of some of the world's best supercars at over 20 racetracks in America and Canada with no speed limits, no shifting restrictions, and no governors. Head to xxspeed.com to choose your supercar, find a racetrack near you, and start making a story of your own. Seven models of exotic cars and supercars for you to choose from, 20-plus tracks of a year-round location in NOLA, and pro instructors like Chris, Mental, and Jeff in the car with you, helping you explore the car's limits, figure out how to drive that racing line. Save twenty five excuse me, twenty five percent when you use the code everyone racers, no space in between at xxspeed.com to book today. Extreme experience, it's your turn. Hi Mom. Ma'am. We already said Bam. hi to your Nailed brother. It. Hey uh the yeah, I, looking at the looking at the uh, lineup for this weekend, the GTR is back, so uh, XX is back in the Godzilla world. What else I is like on the there GTR, this weekend? but it always smelled like gas. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. What else is on for this weekend? Uh, the 48. The, uh, the they have. Uh, if you watch XX TV, they had to bring in like four extra Lambos from Nola, so they have like four Uricons now. Uh, Audi R8 V10. The uh, the four five eights are always a staple, and I think they're up to three GT3s. And they might have something else show up. When they were here in November, they had the Aston Martin. Wonderful, Ooh. wonderful car. Mm. Terrible on a track, but. I didn't care. It's pretty just to look at. It's pretty to sit in. Yeah. Yeah. The seats are very nice. Very anyway, nice. let's go on let's, to listener feedback. This. Listener feedback. So Santiago Daniel Iglesias is all about the GM Topig. If you guys saw on our Facebook, he posted up him towing his race car with one of those uh, epic late 90s uh, GM station wagons because we were talking about our GM Topig love fest. So thanks for that pick. But he mentioned that, uh, Chris, you should stop whispering into the mic. Everyone else is great. Keep up the good work. And I was just wondering, is there something the opposite of a Twinkie? Because if I have to have a Twinkie, we should give you the opposite of that. I don't know what the opposite uh. is. But last show, Chrissy gave me <laughs> feedback at the beginning of the show and said, back up from your mic. So I did. It sounded like you were in what Chris was doing. So, sorry, that Daniel. Santiago, sorry. It's on the other side of the room. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, my, that's my why I was quiet. I agree I was quiet this week. I am sitting back closer to the mic. Hopefully it works better. Sorry. It's working, working great. Everybody sounds Thanks. great this week. 
So uh, just some of people still wanted to keep talking about bad racetracks last week. So no problem, Raceway Gingerman. More Button Willow stories. The Ridge and Thompson when they don't open up their facilities. But some non-Lemons type stuff. Uh, Mike Showert mentioned that the worst facilities he ever ran across was the Speed World Drag Strip in Phoenix. He It was so bad, he actually leaned against the tree to take a poop. And then Sean, <laughs> Sean Griffin uh, talked about Sebring. And this is actually true because our friends uh, Fat Crack Racing go down there to watch the race every year. It's spring break in Florida during Sebring. It's 86 degrees all day. And by dark, you have to navigate around vomit-covered toilet seats and the explosive diarrhea. Oh, that's I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want let, let's get on to our main topic. This, the, I, I can't believe there has been so much great response on our what tracks you love and what tracks you hate. Oh but now we're going to talk about what you love to do and the people you hate. That's right. We're talking about <laughs> cheating. Great Smokey <laughs> Eunuch has several quotes about blurring the lines. He says, as far as cheating goes, they'll never stop it. The only way it can be done successful, oh, if only one person knows about it. He also said there's two types of raiders. Cheaters and losers. So let's talk about what we've seen and what you've seen and what maybe you've done. But we really weren't cheating because Smokey also said, you don't race cars, you race you the race rule book. The book. I, I have to say, we had a ton, 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 a metric ton of, of listener feedback for this. And we're not going to be Even able to get more. it all. We're Even not going to get to it all. Racetracks. I'm, absolutely. So keep writing that feedback. We are going to try and get as many in as we can. I, I don't even know where to start, but Chris, why don't you start it up? Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about stuff that, that we do that's definitely cheaty. We are spending money. It is not in the $500 budget, and I am totally fine with it, and here's why. It's it's all that while you're in there stuff so that I don't have to go do it again, really. That's what it comes down to. I don't want to do this product again. So examples. We're using Honda bearings instead of the ones on clearance at Amazon that may or may not fit. Um, you know, having a machine shop actually do a little work uh, and setting clearances and stuff instead of some Harbor Freight calipers and a piece of 80 grit and saying, oh, it's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have to, we have to, but we're, we're at home. We can do the, the little right way. Um, other things like when the gearbox is open or something's wrong with it, Put in a couple new synchros if they look bad. Put in new bearings. Um, make sure that clutch is good. Like put all that stuff in so you don't have to do it again. It doesn't break in the middle of your race weekend and wreck your weekend. It's just it's for your time. Um, none of that stuff is really going to give you an advantage, and that's the biggest thing. Like like also um, expensive fluids. The stuff we put in our transmission is twenty five bucks a quart, but hey, it helps keep the transmission together. So all this really, it, it is money spent. It is cheating tactically. But the end result really only is that things work and they continue to work and you save time and money in the long run. The only competitive advantage is not breaking as often. So I'm happy to say that that's the kind of stuff I do cheating. Uh, and, and that is really what we're talking. Now, we, we, we began with this discussion because we are Lemons Racers and Lemons rule book does not say a lot. And it's really on more purpose. about on purpose, but it's really more about the essence of the rules and the understanding. Nobody actually wants to know if you spend five hundred dollars. They just want to see that it kind of looks like it's a piece of crap and bring yeah. us something interesting or you're going to be ignored. Some, so, you know, some, uh, uh, go ahead. Some good feedback we have from Brandon Powell. He says, I think the best thing Lemons does is treat a burning desire to win as a problem to be solved rather than a treat to encourage. <laughs> 
I love that comment. That's a great line. As, as far as I could tell, they love innovation as long as it applies. It's applied to make really terrible cars merely awful or interesting. Well done. You know, so true. Brandon also pointed out that innovation that is used to beat him is cheating. <laughs> <laughs> but innovation to make his car run is not cheating. Right. <laughs> yep. Oh, like man. on the road that drives faster than you as a maniac, and everyone drives slower as an idiot. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Chris, you got anything else on your list? We're going to yeah, keep I mean, going. That's, that, that's it. That's my point on the kind of cheating that we do that I'm totally fine with. I think everyone actually should cheat that way because it saves you time and money in the long run. Just cheat. It's cool. Chrissy, what do you, <laughs> what do you think? So I'm going along basically with that thought, uh, a few things that we do. So I think uh, we're going to talk about the things that are cheaty but make, the, make it so you can drive longer or uh, better but not necessarily win. Um, they may not make you win, but they will just make it so that your car runs. Oh, hey, I'm sorry. Hold on. What happened? Sorry, that was my fault. I just yeah, cut, don't do that. I just cut a bunch of text out. Okay, sorry. Thanks. Sorry about that. Okay, so we don't have to hide the fact that we have a huge intercooler. So if you have seen oil, the giraffes of oil, oil, what did oh, I we say? We have a big inter. You said intercooler. We have one of those too, but the oil cooler is the one you're talking about. I, I apologize. Oil cooler. The, the, the notes moved. That threw me all off here. Okay, so if you have seen the giraffe civic, you'll notice that the, one of the headlights has been replaced by an ugly, tiny radiator-looking thing, uh, which is nicely cooling our oil. So the airflow didn't work well into the engine bay. We tried to move it around a couple of different places, and then Chris replaced the this. Uh, how many of the oil coolers did we buy? Two, three. Four, maybe. Third. I think it's this is our third. third. Yeah. Third. yeah. Well, you bought a couple that didn't even make it because they didn't fit, but yeah. um, and you did precisely the the right placement for it. But now that's just, it's permanent home, so it makes our cool, our excuse me, our oil nice and cool, and uh, so it's cheaty, I guess. But you know, it makes us run. It was an expensive oil cooler, but it keeps the motor together. So yeah, Dang. and we need it. Um, so I have some feedback. So Jake McDonald said, my interpretation of the rules is typically this. If you don't expressly say I can't do something, then it means I can. It's not cheating if you find a loophole. Directly circumnavigating the rules or bodging something to look legal is actually cheating. So I like that. thought it was... Uh... And, you know, and the, the picture we put up was of the Great Smoky Eunuch as well when we were looking for this feedback. And that spawned an entire conversation about Smokey wasn't a cheater. Smokey was a rule book reader. And there's legitimacy to all of that. Yep, absolutely. So another item that we uh, that is necessary, but when upgraded, it could be considered cheating, is getting a bigger radiator. So it's uh, stock one's going to work probably, sure, no problem. But on those days when it's uh, you're running the whole race and it's hot or something like really hot when it was like Thompson, um, or when you're in traffic, we've we found this a uh, couple issues that if you're in traffic, air flows at a minimum, you're not getting enough in right where you need it to be in the engine. A uh, a bigger radiator will be able to uh, help that keep keep your engine cool. Anybody? Very cool. Nobody's interrupting me. I'm. No, <laughs> we're trying. It's good. Sorry, we're we're and, and, and you know, Chrissy, you're part of the team. We're trying to we're trying to encourage you to do this. Oh, yeah. thanks so much. I and mean, it's true. In the Civic, we fit the largest radiator that could physically fit into that car, and it's there. And the ombre, yep. like the other thing is find uh, find the similar cars to yours that have different options. Like a Honda Trick is instead of the Civic radiator, you get the one from the automatic Integra with air conditioning. That one is apparently the biggest one you can find, and it fits right in the stock, and you can get it for cheaper, for example. Yep. Air conditioning and automatic radiators are, are always larger. Mm-hmm. Or a tow, well, it, it, 
toe, toe versions, yep. you know? Like Whoa. in the S10, we got like the heavy packet. duty one from some random, like a bravada <laughs> or something. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, that's always that you can tell the you know the new teams are like oh we're totally going to mill these heads we're going to get these cams going to make all this power we're going to do this and like all the old teams are like we're going to leave the engine alone we're going to see how much cooling we can put in there is there right what else can be cool you know, right. yeah what yeah. Can, what can we just reduce the stress on make sure. it last good call. Uh, speaking of stress, it goes into my next one. So uh, in the last few years, we made a, a priority to switch to good quality hoses and fittings. So uh, spending a lot of money on uh, stainless braided hoses and AN fittings. It was uh, I was in the car in, in New Hampshire a few years excuse me, a few years back and I was coming around corner in two a, and for some reason, all of a sudden the car filled with smoke and <laughs> it didn't dissipate quickly enough. So I looked at my gauges, no oil. So I managed to shut the car off in time before the extra large emergency light came on, which was great. And uh, so then we found when we got back to the paddock, we found that one of the rubber oil lines split um, between the remote oil filter and the oil cooler. But I I, want to say that that wasn't a place that we would uh, have not caught in your check. Is that correct, Chris? (laughs) No, I probably wouldn't have caught that because it was was in a blind spot upside down. And it, it, the hose separated in a way I've never seen a hose separate. The outer part came away from the, oh, the, the now I remember this. part. Yeah, it was a really weird thing, and I would never have caught it. So by putting on those that, that braided stainless stuff, yeah, it was expensive. But all we're doing is keeping our motor alive and not oiling down the track for everybody else. So, hey. Hence my next line. So um, that's great. Sorry. That's okay. Yep. <laughs> so these are expensive, but... You know, it's better racing for everybody. And some more uh, feedback that we have is Dave Carter said, I've never seen any cheating, a little favoritism, a little seniority. But to be fair, I think the judges are very adequate to weed out the issues. I love lemons. I like his comment. Thanks, Dave Carter. (laughs) He's clearly talking about us. Favoritism, (laughs) seniority. And he's he's clearly not looking very far to not see any cheating around in the lemons paddock. It must have been uh, late on a Saturday night. Yeah. No, nothing. This isn't cheating at all. It's fine. Our oh, vision well. all gets really bad depending on who's got first shift Sunday morning. You know, our vision will get pretty bad on a Saturday night. I don't know what causes that. Hmm. Oh, Mitchell, you going next? Or, it's all fumes. Uh... Sure. So here's you can you can cheat before the race you can cheat during the race or you can cheat after the race uh now if you cheat before the start you know that's where you're coming in to install the parts if you try to cheat during the race that's what jeff talked about last week of well there's a grassy patch right there i'm just going to cut straight across the track or uh didn't we pit one time on the uh the sensor line for the uh, transponders <laughs> yes. that we were turning yes, we second laps yeah that's fantastic we <laughs> shot up to the front it, it was hey was, how did I, we win it was the tr wasn't it yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was, so oh, totally it was in like fifth or something. Yeah. You guys radioed me, and I was out in the boat, and I'm going, "Yeah, the TR's in third. And I looked up at the big scoreboard <laughs> in New Hampshire. I said, "I see that, but it's wrong. Like <laughs> something has They're gone not. terribly wrong." It's <laughs> oh, I like that one. I forgot about that. That's good. So uh, there were some suggestions also in, in classes that uh, basically judge you by a lap time. You, uh, it's theoretically possible to program two transponders to the same code and switch from the front of the back of a car when you want a uh, sailing lap to get you to the front of the uh, line on that one. 
but I, I read that and I said, "Wow, that's deep." Right? Because this is like, like try, you've tried hard. You're trying hard to cheat. Is what it comes how, down to. How much faster is your rear bumper than your front <laughs> bumper? Like that's really what it's about. Like, yeah. Well, there, there was there was an excessive discussion about uh, being able to launch your transponder from one end of the car to the other on uh, uh, Slip Angle podcast, and Jeff Brom was on Ross Bentley talking about the same kind of deal. And one time, uh, what his crew chief they needed a point two second advantage walked over with the. Uh, message board or a clipboard and as he showed it to the driver conveniently dropped it down in front of the uh, timing light and set it off about a half a second beforehand so that kind of stuff but one of the things i always try to tell my students is just because you're smart don't assume everyone else is stupid and like most young lemons people were like oh we're totally going to get this cheating miata through one of our first race cars we ever built now they were legitimately cheap chinese ebay coilovers but we rolled up to tech inspection jay lamb who i just met for the first time ever immediately flops on his back, looks underneath the car and goes, hey, where'd you get these coilovers from? Because he's a spec Miata guy and he was looking exactly for that kind of stuff. So I wish I'd gotten this piece of advice from a, quote, Chester Whipple filter. And he said, what it, what it, <laughs> that is were, not his <laughs> real name. There are air quotes around those. He wishes yes. he could be. That could be his real <laughs> name, though. So... Uh, start with a standard make new parts look old and I'm guilty of this we have left stuff out in the rain to get a little surface rust on this one so he added a recipe to make brand new shiny coney yellows look like decade old OEM so you get a wire wheel on a grinder to yank off all that yellow paint spray paint a matte black and then roughly sand them to show some bits of bare metal and then rub some play dust all over them let them sit for a couple days till they start showing like they're rusty and he always had like a bag of the dust at the burning man every year for this purpose uh and after a couple days then you sloppily repaint them with plastic dip and it makes all that paint look blistered and old it always worked and never got dinged there's the subtle art oh chrissy you have some input on that oh no i just think like or the other option is you go to sit on the front of the car and when it doesn't move (laughs) <laughs> then you have new conies. <laughs> like, we have this problem all the time. So, I don't know, making them dirty and like you've done a, a half a day's work to make them look bad, or you just know, do they work? Because that's what you do with suspension. You just push it down a little and it yeah, How many times come back you up? see Steve McDaniel run over and just jump on land on the fender of a car and goes, Yep, that's cheaty. Yep, that's yeah, cheaty. right. And then you wait, you, you like push it and then you watch everybody's reaction to right. wait well, for like. Oh, or if, you, if you get yeah. one of the bouncy cars, <laughs> you get one of the bouncy cars. Steve goes and sees the facial expressions. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's the thing. So sorry, Chester Whipple filter, or whatever his name is, but <laughs> uh, you're wrong. Yeah. Now, in, in AER, they, they, they throw around the term sandbagging a lot, but I think AER has done a really good job of they watch and they'll reclassify you mid-race. We actually almost had this happen to us because we had a pro IMSA driver like who had won the 24 hours of Daytona just get into our car and be three seconds faster. We're like, you sandbagging? We're like, no, we we wish we had that kind of talent. You know, we could drive here i can't and then one of us got back in the car and they went okay yeah all right you guys just suck uh there's the non-subtle stuff one of the teams i've run with got tired of messing with junkyard motors went onto the jegs website ordered a crate motor called steve mcdaniel said i'm going to be cheating i'm tired of this crap and just you know pressed right through to that one Champ Carl actually impound uh, the podium cars and they check the log books and i've seen this happen a lot so the rule there is cheat all you want but don't win uh, and it, that falls into some interesting stuff about getting caught cheating. Jimmy Johnson was accused of intentionally damaging his car yeah. 
burnout when because uh, everyone said that the rear clip was not standing. Oh, mental, you're clipped out. Did we lose mental? I actually know this story, but Jimmy Johnson actually won a NASCAR race and then intentionally, in air quotes, during a spin out, ran the rear of the car into the wall so that they couldn't measure his wing, which was supposedly just oh, a yeah. little too high. Yeah. So there's a lot of. So it was impossible oh. to do. Hey, oh, mental. you're back. Mental, oh, we lost gone. it. Oh, oh no, he's so, gone again. Oh, man. Yeah, so, you've been gone. You've been gone for a long time. We we finished up that topic, so you and can I, go on I to carousels in winter circle. Yeah, no, yeah. We, we, we finished the Jimmy Johnson story, so keep going. WRL power weight classing system. All right, so uh, now WRL runs a power to weight race. Uh, they they go with the skinny rule book mentality and strong judges, and they run a weight classing. But the gee, again, Chester Whipplefelter mentioned they had a tricked out car with all kinds of power. And what they it also did is they had a flash programmable ECU with a remote dongle that That's if they ever so got pulled crazy. off the track and sent to the dyno, their crew chief could disable from his phone and put it Holy. in crippled mode so that it would turn up legit. And here's a couple other good pieces of advice. Hey, wait, can I just say something here real quick? <laughs> Chester Whipple Filter, whoever you are, <laughs> I don't even know who bastard. <laughs> Seriously, that is some serious cheating. Hats off to you, my man. Yeah. Wow. There's some other good pieces of advice about uh, if you're if there's a weight thing on there when you come over to do your post race uh, inspection on the tires, you conveniently leave your toolbox in the back of the car. There's a there's a couple of other little sneaky tricks that you can pull if you're going to cheat after the race. And uh, so yeah, full of gas. <laughs> put the cool shirt cooler in with all of the fluid in all it. Of it yeah. Jerry yeah. Ringle told us to do that. You yeah. you make sure you weigh that car fat. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Jeff drives it, you know. <laughs> now, Jeff, you've got some thoughts on cheating. Uh, yeah, I do. I'm gonna I'm gonna start by saying like there is cheating and there is good natured cheating in the worlds of uh, world of lemons and other low bucks small rule book series. A single part or a single mod may not be specifically allowed or not allowed, but it's all about the spirit of the build. Um, you know, uh, um, I, I'm pretty sure Champ Car still runs that you report. All of the things you voluntarily report how many <laughs> mods you have. Now, if you're modding things and not reporting it, that's going to give you a tremendous advantage. You're a jerk off. But if you're <laughs> modding things and you're like, man, we're like one point over. Let's check this box instead of that. But hey, no, no one's really going to care about that. But how you're hiding it. This is where good natured Cheatonium can be found. Um, Tom Newman, who we run with a lot, he runs AAR, he runs uh, uh, Lemons. He said, che cheating is such an ugly word or expression. It's divisive and unproductive. What we're really talking about is exploiting a competitive advantage, not specifically in the rules. So I'm going to talk about a couple That's of things. That's a smoking unit quote. That's a smoking unit sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk about a couple things that uh, we've also been reported here. So there's a team out there which asked not to be identified. We're going to call them the Clutching Casa Nostra. And <laughs> they run a Honda very similar to the one we run, but I swear it's not us. And it's not the fastest Honda in the world. It doesn't have a K-Swap. It doesn't have a B18. It's just a run-of-the-mill Honda, sort of. Because, you see, I have it from an insider that there's some magic in their transmission. It's, it's hard to pronounce, but it's a great Scrabble <laughs> world. It starts with a, with a Q. You it's never have that many letters. 
Yeah, no. Let's go to do that one. <laughs> Lots of Fs. I, I think I, I think it was like a twenty-two letter word, twenty-two point word when I checked it out, and uh, and, and, and quite 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 I don't know how to say it. Queef, but anyway, yeah. queef. Yes, it's a queef. Uh, <laughs> there goes our e. No, uh, it's not. <laughs> I just got us on Google Play, I, Jeff. I, Dang I, it. Howard Stern says it's okay to say that. So so <laughs> it does not. It, it makes the car much faster around a road course. But it does not change the horsepower. It is not the way to win a race. It is the way to make the car better. If we put that car in a dyno, it's still going to get a hundred and twelve horsepower or whatever the hell it had. Less than that. So, less. I've driven that car on a good day. Yeah, under a hundred for the wheels. Yeah. So, so this is a great cheat in my opinion because it really isn't cheating. It's not against the rules. Yes, it's a somewhat expensive part. But no one can see it or no one can detect it. And the car is still ugly. And there it is. And uh, so uh, I was talking to a guy with a B18 who in a, in a Honda. I actually was a, a CRX. So he was uh, supposedly fat. Was it Integra? <laughs> so so <laughs> Chris, Chris seems to know a lot about this. Team. <laughs> Wait, Jeff, you told me about it. He told me about it right after it happened, after you talked to Chester Whipplefelt about this. You you told me about it because you wanted my opinion from a Honda point of view. So so this guy says, man, I don't know what's in that clutching Casa Nostra Honda, but I should be blowing its doors off. I have like 40 more horsepower, and I'm on the straights, and it's walking away. And I I looked at it. Oh, I'm sorry. um, The clutching Casa Nostra guy looked at him and said, Maybe we're just pushing the gas down further. And I don't know what's going on with you. But, but seriously, if you're able to put your foot down and get traction out of those turns, it's not about the horsepower. It's about how well you can drive around the road course. Same thing with our diffs and our S10s. We locked that thing with a, with a, with a mini spool, and it makes the car so much better around the race course. Terrible around the paddock. But so much, <laughs> so bad around the around the uh, yeah, paddock. We've gone from open to mini spool to one limited slip to a different limited slip to back to the mini spool. Yeah, yeah, and and really, it just makes a world of difference. So traction is your friend. Horsepower is not on a road course. Make it happen. Um, I'm going to say one more story, and then we're going to keep going here. I'm just checking my time. So uh, Mike Krenzer basically said, our main cheat is that uh, they bring one of Judge Phil's favorite dogs with them to BS Tech. So they go to <laughs> BS, and they have a dog. Oh. And Judge Phil plays with the dog, and they don't really notice that the 1947 Plymouth basically has no original parts anymore. And, and I'm going to say something about us and distracting the judges, but... Seriously, if you have a 1947 Plymouth, nobody cares what the <laughs> <what's> in it, <laughs> like at all. That's, 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 a, that's a flailing robot arm internet warrior complaint. Absolutely. There's no way that car is $500. <laughs> so, so, you know, we run with a TR7 with Bruce and Greg and the boys, and it had a carbureted 231 odd fire Buick forever, and they said, Oh, brakes don't work. It doesn't survive a race. What we need is a supercharged Bruick. <laughs> uh, they they got a supercharged 3800 3802 out of a out of a whatever the hell it was, a Buick Grand, I don't know. We knew that we were going to get in trouble. We knew that we had just drastically changed the horsepower in the car 
And we showed up with the greatest theme ever. I was in a bathrobe. I had on tidy whiteies. I was creeping people out. I had a mustache. We were all dressed up in 70s clothes. I literally like spread eagle on the hood as we went through BS teching. BS teching. And they literally didn't even open the hood. And we went away with our, like, ha, ha, ha. We got away with it. We got away with it. They didn't even look under the hood. Isn't the that judges? the second time you guys have managed to keep them from opening the hood? Yeah. Well, it didn't matter because the motor blew up and they had to do a swap right in front of the judges. <laughs> they never won B class in that car in like no. 20 attempts. Yeah. So the judges are right. Whatever you do, adding tons of horsepower, you may be, you know, snidely whiplash, twi- twirling your mustache. It's not going to help. Yeah, well, Cheating we. Where- it's like we did with Gangnam Style. We did the song and dance for Gangnam Style. They never opened the hood of the Civic, the old wagon, to see the turbo. And so we said, ha ha, this is great. And then we went and tested it and found every lap we increased all of our temperatures by five degrees. So what did we do that night? We pulled the turbo. Took it off. <laughs> right? That was it. We, we unturboed that thing more times than we cared to mention. Uh-huh. No, we were just yeah, well, we were excited to try it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Here's the deal, and this is the spirit of lemons. There isn't a huge rule book. It's okay to cheat as long as it's good-natured. No one is going to look hard at your 1947 Plymouth or your Rolls-Royce or your 70s Capri because you're not going to run away with it. There's no robot arms necessary. Be fun. Be good paddock neighbors. We're all going to get along. Don't dive bomb me in the cars, in, in the corners. If you're slow, give me a point by... Everything will be fine. Okay. Preach Anything it. else on this topic? Preach Jeff's on it. the preaching. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Drop the mic. Bam. Oh, don't throw your mic. No, don't. no. You need no we have Stop. hard enough time getting you wired up at all. Don't throw it. <laughs> so so my, my students call me Jeff Wokeman every now and then when I go on a rant. So <laughs> You got to wake up, man. Real quick. Are we going to do... Hella sweet or but terrible. I think yes. we have time. Yeah, let's Did go. anybody click on the links yet? No. Somebody said not to. Go ahead and click on it. tried to do this for three weeks. Nobody I know. Cares. I know. Everybody's clicking away. Open this up. I can't believe it. This is all about style, and we're going to talk about style in a minute. I have found in my parking lots of my college several cars, all of them Civics, by the way, that have <laughs> giant white letter tires i'm gonna trump you i've got a, i've got i've got better versions of it than i than have t- seen tell the stories i for some reason big white letter tires are coming back into style i've seen it on mustang forums i've seen it on bmw forums we'll post up the graphics it's crazy they're like giant i, I don't know what to say they're not even like I mean, they're the old no, raised white letters, but they're like with a, giant with a, with a Pirelli P zero instead of a good a B of Goodrich radial TA. Exactly. Well, like it doesn't it doesn't even have to be the tire name. If you guys watch uh, the uh, that detailing show on uh, the Hot Rod Network, uh, the oh, guy yes. Ammo, no, yeah, he puts ammo no, on his Porsches and uh, on his Porsche uh, nine six four. So yeah. It's it's yeah. not just tire names. Mental, don't you remember yeah. when when Omar plasti dipped a three p.m. stencil onto our tires at one race? <laughs> no, but that's great. Yeah, I was gonna go. There's, there's a kid in the high school parking lot. He's he puts on his tires. Suh, dude. What? Suh? S- what? S U H space D U D E. 
because it's supposed to be it's an abbreviation for sup dude is so dude <laughs> Oh, dude. Are you kidding uh, me? Get to the P? No. It's Georgia. They're a little slower down there. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Seriously. <laughs> I, I did quite like a long time ago the uh, Petty Cash Racing team in their Cherokee actually just wrote the words raised white letters on the side <laughs> of their Falcon of Venus. <laughs> Doing it, I'm so doing that. Yeah, and especially if you've got people that are already doing it, like you should, absolutely yeah. should. Yeah, yeah. So that okay, is, around yeah. the horn, raised white letters, adding it to your tires, even if it's something funny, hella sweet but terrible. Chrissy, I, I don't want to say hella sweet. I'm, I'm like hella sweet is a pretty big superlative. I, I am not really minding it. Like I, I feel like. There's sometimes you have a cool, like we had Continental written on our, our, you know, our tires for your actual Continentals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh wait, are you saying that I could just put Pirelli on? You can put, yes, you could put Pirelli on on my Continentals. Oh, well, that's, okay. What's the 400 tires from Walmart? Douglas, Douglas extra tires. Douglas. If you're you're (laughs) not advertising the actual kind of tires, that's, but terrible. Like you have to, if you're going to advertise the kind and you have a cool kind of tire, I'm okay with it. I'm not going to say hello sweet. All right. We're going around the room mental. So I don't like f- trends that don't make my car go faster, but I do like them because I can make fun of them. Like the erector set wings on the car. If we start throwing <laughs> those on our lemons car, ironically, that's just funny. If you're doing it because you're serious, you're an idiot. The kid that's got sud dude written on his tires. Okay, that's a little funny. The guy that has Michelin on his, you know, P zeros on his uh, GT three, he's just a d bag. Chris, you're up. It totally depends on the car and the spirit. Like writing raised white letters on the side <laughs> of the tires, <laughs> that's hilarious. Or writing something funny, like you know, almost did three p.m. on the side of ours, that's funny. I or, like that. Or saw dude, I right. actually thought that was funny. <laughs> or like meant to right. put tank cat on the sidewalls of the Porsche. I am now. So. Yeah. <laughs> you can put VTech yo on the NSX. Yeah, totally. My VTech yo tires. Yeah, V-tech we're not tires. doing that. VTech yourself, foo. Hey, it's yeah, already in the no. plate. And I definitely saw someone taking a picture of the back of the car the other day. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to give it a... I'm in the middle of the road, too, here. It depends on whether the joke is good. So I guess we have a definitive... Hella not but terrible. Definitive Hella. meh. Meh. That's a, we're a meh. meh. I'll buy it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Meh on the tire graphics. Let's move on to our section that is totally not meh. It is just... Like just... Love. Kind of... Tip. Which can you could be put, kind of meh. You could put it, this that is... on your sidewall. Just a tip. <laughs> but, um, this is a kind of oh, a meh. Just Okay, so this is a quick PSA, not actually just the tip, but don't forget about your head and neck restraints and belts to make sure that they are rewebbed and done and ready to go um, and with all the correct stamping on it and make sure you check it, uh, especially for those who are going to be racing at NJMP, but now is a good time to just start it because it's the start of racing season. Make sure you get that done. Um, and if you asked your teammate to do it, you might want to check up with them to make sure that they've actually done it, which I'm pretty sure our teammate has done it. Is I'd like to correct? mention that. What? What is this? Head and neck restraints. We got we got our head and neck restraints. They're coming back from yes. Defender, so yes. we have those. They are coming back. And our our belts are FIA, <laughs> and we bought them last year, so they're good. 
That's fine. It's one of those yeah. things like maybe if you got your your uh, co your coworker, you're, you're kind of like a coworker. If your teammate did it for you, you want to make sure that your teammate is actually following through. Okay, so Absolutely. this is this is so half-assed. If you're going to cheat, cheat, do it safely. I didn't even know this was a thing. Truly, Chris brought this up. Don't put Nos in your roll cage or run Perfect. a fuel line in it. I can't even believe this or in it like or stuff like that. I didn't really know this was a thing. If well, you yeah, you, you want to hide NASCAR. your yeah, you want to hide nine miles of fuel line. Then you can put the stuff in the hollow part of the roll cage, and then press a button when you want to use it. But just don't, just forget I said any of these things. <laughs> <laughs> when I asked Chris what he thought about this, I didn't even know it was a thing. So don't do that. So uh, really, just I have a PSA of well, that's sure most of Jessa tip things. Is, no, just don't, just don't do that. Just don't do that. I mean, except for. Do the head and neck restraints and belts, but mm-hmm. don't do NOS in your roll cage. Mm-hmm. Or, or what I've heard people say is, oh, uh, you know, I didn't really want to run that thick wall stuff, so I ran thin wall to save weight. Hey, Cherkov, uh-huh. don't save weight in your roll cage. We know it yeah. totally works, though. Helium in the roll cage instead. <laughs> totally makes it better. <laughs> you don't want to be a balloon, though. <laughs> Car's so light. Yeah, right? Man. You're like, at, at lightness. <laughs> uh-huh. Put oh, helium man. in. That's funny. Okay, fine. All right. All right. Uh, I'm looking at the outro here. It says, hey, Jeff, update your lemons license. I guess I got to do that. Yeah. Uh, I also want to talk about closes next, next week, Jeff. I will get next I'll week, do it this today. Week, whatever. Yeah. Do it today. I'll do it tonight. Uh, Mental, do you want to talk about next week's show? So, next week's show. And this is, it, it, it's not going to be a rehash of this discussion, but we all started talking about it today's video. Video good, video bad. And then what do you do with that video? Can you use it for educational purposes? Can you use it to publicly shame other teams? Can you use it to other, say, hey, look how awesome we are? So, we want to hear from you on our social media. We'll throw this up on our Facebook. Email us at everyone.racers at gmail.com. Instagram, Twitter at everyoneracers. Let us know what do you think of video what do you think of like posting up videos after if you had a race incident and you've posted up a video to say look at what clowns these guys are or you think that's right or wrong let us know all righty thank you for that tip mental and thank you for downloading us we hope you enjoyed this week's edition of everyone racers we also hope you'll join us in the world of driving racing and building because it is spring in the east and we are wrenching on some cars <laughs> damn you we are ready to race if you enjoyed this podcast please subscribe on itunes and google play i didn't know you could get uh, I, uh, podcasts on Google Play. My, uh, I just basically hit subscribe on the old uh, Android there. So wherever you get your podcast, subscribe. Dang it. We want you to subscribe. If you have any questions, you want to give us some show ideas, drop a comment on our Facebook page or like our race team Facebook page, Three Pedal Mafia Race Team. All of that. Gmail, everyone.racers at gmail.com. Instagram, everyone.racers. Twitter, it's all over the place. Just find us. Tell us what you're doing. <laughs> Show us your race cars. Tell us why mental should shut up. Chris should get louder. And most importantly, keep the shiny side up out there. Unless there is no shiny side, then just keep the wheels down. <laughs> <laughs>